0: Welcome to the Century Church podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Hey, good morning, Century Church family. Welcome back to the series, Redeem the Screen. We are in week number two. But before we even jump into the message today, I want to have a special Memorial Day prayer. And so I just ask you to bow your heads right now. And let's say a prayer over those who have gone before us, who have sacrificed much, and for the families that grieve their loss and still honor their acts of service. Let's do that all together as a community. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we bow before you today and we give you thanks for a holiday weekend when many of us can find ourselves doing activities that are fun with our families. But there are those that still remember the great sacrifices that have been made for those that have served their nation well. And Lord, we live in a land that is truly free. In so many ways, God, our blessings are taken for granted. But today we are mindful as we bow our heads in prayer that there are those that have given the ultimate sacrifice and families that have been left behind that grieve their loss today. So we lift them up to you, God. We give thanks for their lives And we know that you are holding them literally in the palm of your hand. And would you please, God, extend your peace, your love and your calm assurance to those families today that struggle with the loss, the loss of years, the loss of life, the loss of memories and the loss of opportunity. And God, would you surround them with your love and care and let them know as well, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that a church family is praying for them too. So God, on this Memorial Day weekend... We give you thanks for our country, for those that have served it well, for those that have lost their life, and for the families, God, who have had to sacrifice as well. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. And amen, and welcome to you. Well, my name is Patrick Quinn, lead pastor here at Century Church, and we are continuing our second week in the series, Redeem the Screen. And I want to ask you real quickly you know, how did your seven-day detox go? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you can still try it this week. But we did a seven-day detox. Every day we put out on our Facebook page what was the uh, item that was for uh, your detox moment for that particular day. And you've had an opportunity to do all sorts of activities to try to detox yourself from the screen. You know, the very first day, it was like, don't look at your phone the first hour. And uh, it was weird because I got up that morning and I knew it was the detox uh, week and I had actually, you know, challenged all of us to do the detox. And so the first thing that I did was I picked up my phone, but I picked up my phone so that I could find the detox item. And I did not realize that the very first day I just had forgotten was don't pick up your phone for the first hour of the day. So immediately had a fail. Hey, anybody else have a fail out there this week? Anybody that tried the detox, that somewhere during the week, it was like, I failed. You know, what day? What was the item? What happened? Put it in the comments right now. Let's share with each other. Anybody find it a struggle? Anybody find anything that they wish they would have been able to do that that they just weren't able to do? You know, what was your experience with the seven-day detox. Put it down. We want to share with each other, be in community together. Even though that we cannot worship in person together, we can be community with one another. So let's share about that detox. And I hope that if you didn't have a chance to do it, you know, pick it up this week. Go back and look at last week's uh, message. Go back and look on the Century Facebook page and you'll be able to see the seven-day detox and you can participate with it there but I thought that it was fantastic. It gave me a chance to really look at the way in which I use my phone. There were multiple times when uh, that detox moment, I was about to look at my phone uh, like at a meal time and I'm like, oh, you know, no, I shouldn't do it. Or, or where you briefly kind of break it and you realize that you're breaking it. You know, what were your experiences? I hope you had a good time with it. But you know what? More importantly, even if you failed and failed a lot, it gave us the opportunity to actually think about how we need to redeem the screen. And so we are in week number two, and every single week of this series, we are going to start off with our uh, theme verse found in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is the verse that we're leaping off of that Paul writes to the church at Rome, and he says there, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, listen to this, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, that you and I and the way we live our lives, with our screens specifically, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. And then he goes on to say, do not conform to the patterns of this world. In other words, another way to look at Do not conform to the ways in which we are using screens in this world. There must be some better ways to redeem the screen. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How can we renew our mind around the way in which we use our screens? Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. So many times we want to know what God's will is. Maybe if we could redeem the screen, maybe if we could take that part of our life and think about it a little differently, we would be able to come more, uh, more, we'd be more in tune and more closely aligned with the will of God because we would hear his voice a little clearer, and a little stronger, a little better. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, what's interesting is that you know you might be saying, hey, I don't know what, what redeeming the screen is all about. I don't know why we need to worry about this because it's just the way of the world today. It's just the way that we are going about living our lives. We have screens. There's going to be a lot of stuff. There's going to be challenges, everything. But I thought I'd bring some stats with us. These are 2019-2020 stats of how we are currently using our devices, namely our phones. So listen to this. Today... of all Americans have cell phones. So pretty much everybody has a cell phone. And the majority of those people have smartphones, all right? So, um, I mean, only a few people probably are walking around with a flip phone anymore, right? Like, who in the world's using that? If you have a flip phone right now, I mean, that you're actively using, not that you've shoved in some drawer, but that is your daily device, why don't you throw that down there? It'd be interesting to see how many people are using a flip phone right now. Because most of us are using... Uh, a smartphone. Now, I'm also kind of curious, are you an Apple or an Android person, right? Like, that seem, tends to be the, the two devices, right? So are you Apple or you Android? Maybe throw that down there as well. But you know what? 94% but get this, That it gets worse for us. The, we have our phones with us on average 16 hours per day now. 16 hours a day, we have a device in our hands. We have it with us. We check our phones on average 150 times per day. I don't know if you fall into this next category, but I'm guilty. 68% of us sleep with them next to us. How many of you actually sleep with your phone next to you on your nightstand, whatever? You know, you need your little buddy with you all night long, like it's going to help you while you sleep or something. I don't know. But 68% of us sleep with our phones get this, we send over 6 million text messages um, every day. 6 million text messages we send every day. That that averages out to 763 texts per person per month, all right? Now, what's even more incredible to me when I came across these stats is this, 99% of all text messages are actually read. Believe that? Like, people really do want to read what we write to one another. 99% of all text messages are read, and then get this, 90% of them are read right away. 90% are read right away. This little device in our hands is controlling a lot of our daily activity. 16 hours a day it's in our hand, 99% of all text messages are read, and 90% are read immediately. So today the title of the of the sermon is smoke screen and we need to get down to the heart of the matter if we're going to redeem the screen we need to look at some hard truths if we're going to live into Paul's words of living of of becoming a living sacrifice of offering our bodies offering our lives as living sacrifices before the lord we're going to have to get serious today if we're going to talk about how we Um, can live in a way that we're not conforming to the pattern of the world, but yet we are allowing God to renew our minds. And so there's a big question before us that I want us to look into today. And that is this. What does idolatry have to do with our screens? What does idolatry have to do with our screens? Well, first, let's look at a basic definition of idolatry. Idolatry is, is the worship of something or someone other than God as if it were God. Let me say that again for us. Idolatry is the worship of something or someone other than God, as if it were God. In the Old Testament, there's lots of scriptures about idols, about idol worship. And most of those idols were made out of wood or stone. I don't know that we're too far off today in the way in which our phones have become idols. Instead of wood or stone, now it's plastic, glass, and some microchip processors, whatever else is in here, right? We can quickly become put in a place where the phone has become an idol to us. So today, when we look at this, what does idolatry have to do with our screens? Let's talk about the smoke screen that is there that is idolatry. Because there is a smoke screen that is happening. There is something for many of us at some level, whether it is at some emergency, you know, red alarm level that, uh, that you have created uh, an, an idol out of your phone, out of your screens, out of your computer, or whether or not you're just inching into it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. But wherever we are, we're probably all in a place where we could reevaluate how we're using our screens. Now, I wanna make sure that we explain something very clearly to us today. This series is not about beating up the screen. This series is not about getting rid of the screens. This series is how do we redeem the screens? How do we let the screens be used for God's glory and our best practices as people who are following God and God's ways? And the screen is here to stay, so how do we redeem it? So when we look at the idolatry of of things in our life, you know, idolatry happens in a lot of ways. It's not just your phone or the screens around you. We can have idols in a lot of different ways. I've talked about it a lot of times, like you can have an idol as uh, golf can be your idol, right? You can hold up and worship golf. Golf in and of itself is good, right? Too much golf? too much worship of golf and watching the Golf Channel and having to do everything with golf, eventually golf might become your God. Or you get a little more sensitive today when you start talking about it in the sense of our children or our families or a wife or a husband. Somebody in your life could begin to take the place of God, take that position, that positional authority, and and you unintentionally place someone on a pedestal, place a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a mother or a father, and it is only God. Otherwise, it is turned into idol worship. Listen to what Romans chapter 1, Paul is writing once again to the church at Rome. And in Romans chapter 1, in the message, I want you to hear about the way in which idol worship can kind of take over for us if we're not careful. He's writing to the church at Rome, but I believe that today there's still a good word for us I know there's a good word for us because this passage of Scripture should hit us in the face that there are still plenty of times in which we have allowed our phones to be a smokescreen to cover up the work of God, the will of God, the ways of God in our life and we've we've unintentionally placed our screens above uh, God. So listen to Romans chapter 1 verse 18 and following, in the message version, very contemporary version. I don't use it all the time, but I'd like to use it here. It says this, but God's angry displeasure erupts. Listen to how God thinks, and listen to what's written about how God, God's nature towards idol worship, right? God's, but God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying accumulate. As people try to put a shroud over truth, but the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of His divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. We all have eyes that can see. God has allowed for us to be able to see, is what Paul is trying to say. Check this out. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well but they didn't treat Him like God, refusing to worship Him. They trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. I love this part of it. Um, Go back just a second on the screen. I love this part of it when it says, um, people knew God perfectly well, but they didn't treat Him like God. In other words, I might say it this way to you today. There's lots of people that have knowledge of God, and maybe, maybe, we, maybe we could say it this way. People today in the church have knowledge of God, but if we're not careful, we are beginning to fail to acknowledge God. People have knowledge of God, but they don't acknowledge God. And that's important for us to, to talk about today, because it's not about knowing God. It's about acknowledging God and God in worship. And so the end of this passage goes like this. They pretended to know it all but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God to acknowledge the glory of God. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in His hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. Listen to that. The whole world, they, they traded it for cheap figurines. You know, I wonder for us as we went through this detox, and I was thinking about this all this week, How many of us have traded the glory of God so that we might hold this device in our hands? Maybe another way to think about it is that, you know, we once worshiped a God who held us in the palm of his hands. It's interesting, now we have these little devices that we hold in our hands. And really it's like where we once trusted in a God who held the whole world in His hands, we now have placed our trust in a device where we can hold the whole world in our hands. you think about that with me today? How all of the answers of life we feel like can come by just tapping on this screen, by putting in a search for this, that, or the other, by using this device to replace the wisdom and the revelation of God by never really talking to God because we're so busy on our phones. You know, idol worship often had us bowing down to other gods in the Old Testament. That's what um, God would be so jealous of and, and, uh, and the writers of the Old Testament would, would speak against is the bowing down that happens with idol worship because they would make these figurines these cheap figurines and they would find themselves bowing down to them. You know if we look at our phones over 150 times a day and we have them with us on average 16 hours per day. You may think to yourself that you're not bowing down to anything. You may think we may think today that you know those people in those ancient civilizations they were uh, they were they were bowing down to gold figurines and little wood-carved statues. They were doing all of these activities that, that were really worshiping other gods other than God Himself. I don't do that. I don't do that, Patrick. I worship God. Yes, I have my phone with me 16 hours a day. Yes, I check it on average 150 times a day. But you know, as Kyle Eidelman pointed out in the series, I wonder what that looks like to God. 150 times a day, this is what our head looks like. Hmm. 150 times a day, seems like we're bowing down to a plastic glass microchip God. You know, today it's a smokescreen for us. We don't, we don't even realize how often we're on these things, how many times we check them, how much we depend on it. I mean, I don't know about you, but how many of you suffer anxiety when you can't find your phone? I mean, it happened to me this past week. I couldn't find my phone. It happens to my wife every now and then she can't find her phone. And when, and when anyone can't find their phone, we act like it's the end of the world, right? In a way, I mean, it's like, we got to find our phone! You know, we've got to find it. And we'll turn over every little nook and cranny in the house. We'll look for it everywhere and anywhere. And oh my gosh, has your phone ever died? Has your phone ever died and then you can't find it? And you're like, oh my gosh, now I can't find it. Or how about when your phone dies and you don't have a charger nearby and you're holding this dead thing in your hand, right? We treat it like it's this living, breathing God. God. And when it dies, it's like something dies in us. Like we don't know what to do. We don't know how to experience life. We don't know what to do anymore. Like how are we going to go on without our phone? Or wait, our God or our phone. Which is it? It's a smoke screen. Because for so many of us, doesn't matter what age we are, we have fallen into a trap where this Phone of ours, these screens have become so much a part of our life. You know, um, in some ways, you might call this replacement of God with the screen—spiritual adultery. You know, we get all up in arms about adultery today, and we should. It is—it is definitely a sin, and we get all upset if someone cheats on their spouse and the spouse gets very upset. I mean, it's just, it is a horrific, horrible thing that happens to two people. But as much as we get angry about that, how much more so should we be angry and convicted that we're committing oftentimes spiritual adultery where we're being unfaithful to God? Where we are replacing our marriage with God, our relationship with God, with something that looks like this. Right? How often should we reevaluate, come before God convicted, and find a way to redeem our relationship with God? That's why this series is so important because there's so many of us, we haven't given this a second glance in a long time. We haven't thought about it in a long time. And my prayer in this series is COVID-19 and and this pandemic and all the screen time that we're using now for business and and pleasure. My, My prayer is that we would be people that would actually think about the way in which we're using our screens right now. So today, I want to challenge us to turn it off in order to turn it on. I want us to think again about the ways in which we can reconnect with God. The psalmist says in chapter 5, verse 3, says this, and I love this passage, In the morning, Lord, do you hear this? In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. Leave that up there for just a second. In the morning, Lord, that the very first thing, God wants to hear your voice. Do you look at that? Read that passage with me today. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. But how many times in the morning, Lord, is our Lord the phone? Is the Lord our screen? that we're that we're surfing and shopping and looking up stuff and reading things that have nothing to do with our faith in the morning lord you hear my voice in the morning you know that is another reason why i have started 828 prayers is that i've wanted people to to really spend their time waking up and realizing romans 828 that god is good and working good, and wants the people that love God and want to live according to His ways to wake up and in the morning, Lord, hear our voices. If you haven't joined me yet for 828, I want you to join me. Not for me, for you, and for your relationship with God and the way that God wants to communicate with us. You see, today we need to turn off some things in order to turn back on the voice of God in our lives. The voice of God is there. It's this still, small voice. It's this quiet voice. It's this voice that's waiting to speak to us, but waiting ever patiently while we have substituted the voice of God for the voice of these screens. So I, I want to encourage you. In the morning, Lord wants to hear your voice. And God wants you to hear His voice too. You know, This whole series, Redeem the Screen, for me is is an opportunity for us to be reminded of the love of Christ. That it's not, when when you have a love of Christ, when when you have decided to be a follower of Jesus, it's, it's not just that Christ changes what you do. It's that God changes what you want to do. And so in redeeming the screen, maybe the ways in which we use our screens right now for all sorts of careless, superficial, addictive activities, maybe it's an opportunity for us to get back in to a place where we're loving Jesus even with the way in which we use our screens, right? That Paul is right. It's offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. And our time with the way we use our screens, the things we watch, the things we absorb, the things we allow ourselves to participate in, the things that take away valuable time from us and our families, that God wants us to be changed, transformed, renewed. That He doesn't want to just change what you do. He wants to change what you want to do with your time. You know, um, Ravi Zacharias passed away this past week at 74 years old. If you don't know that, Wonderful, brilliant Christian mind. We lost a good one this past week. I've loved listening to a lot of his sermons and hearing him talk. And and he once said, the primary purpose of a home is to reflect and to distribute the love of Christ. That's the primary purpose of our home. With our families, with our children, with our wives and our husbands, with our parents. The primary purpose of a home is to reflect and to distribute the love of Christ. Anything that usurps that is idolatrous. Anything that doesn't reflect the love of Christ is idolatrous. So let's pay attention to what we're doing with our screens. You know, one way that I want to challenge us to do that this week so that we can lean into this series a bit more and so that we can uh, not let the screen be a smokescreen with our relationship with God is in the challenge of what we're calling the be present box. Now, the be present box is an opportunity. I, I first came across uh, a similar idea when I heard this idea about dinner time. And uh, I thought this was great that at dinner time, some friends, and this caught on and went all around America for a little while, but friends would go to dinner at a restaurant. I know that's a foreign concept for many of us right now. But we would go to dinner at a restaurant, these friends, and they would agree to put their phones all in in, in the middle of the table. And as they put their phones in the middle of the table, the deal was any person who checked their phone, the first person that checked their phone would have to pick up the entire table's meal. And it was a way to be present. It was a way for people to say, I'm going to be present with the people that I'm with, and I'm not going to worry about the text messages that are coming through, emails I need to respond to, things that might catch my attention, some great notification about some breaking news, but they were going to be present with the people that they were around. So this is what we want to do. We want to create a be present box for you to create your own be present box. You're seeing the details on the screen right now. And we want you to create this be present box. And in that creation, we want you to be as creative as you can be. And this box will be used for you during family times. During times you're with friends that you decide we want to be present with each other. We want to take a time out from technology, from these devices. And we want to place our phones in the be present box. So you will place your phone in the be present box. And that is that means it's off limits. It's family game time. It's, it's family meal time or whatever it is for you that everything goes in the be present box. All the phones and all the devices go in the be present bo- box. So here's what we want you to do this week. We want you to create your own be present box. Be as creative as you can be. Make an awesome be present box. And then we want you to post a picture of your be present box on Instagram or Facebook We want you to hashtag redeem the screen and hashtag century strong. Put it on the put it, share it to the Century Facebook page or the Century Instagram page. Do it by Thursday at five o'clock. We're gonna give away a hundred dollar gift certificate to the to San Marcos restaurant. We want to keep supporting our local restaurants, and this is another way that we can do it, and encourage all of us to make a be present box. So the winner who, who creates the best. Be Present Box is going to receive a $100 gift certificate to San Marcos Mexican Restaurant here in Pike Road, and we want you to to enjoy this time as a family to make your own Be Present Box. All right, so there's your challenge this week. So as we close, I want us to be serious. I want us to be serious about looking more deeply into the way in which we're using our devices. So this week, be a little more present. Take the challenge to make the be present box. And maybe think in your own life how this little thing that you hold in your hands somehow replaced God holding you in the very palm of His hands. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we bow before you today. And we give you thanks for who you are and for the great reminders in your scriptures that you want to be in a close relationship with us, an intimate relationship, so much so that the evidence is ever before us. You sent your one and only son, Jesus the Christ, the word that became flesh and dwelt among us because you wanted a close, intimate relationship with us, your creation. And Lord, all too often, down through the ages, We're no different than those people that were written about long ago in the Old Testament. We create idols. They created idols out of wood and stone, and we still create idols out of different resources, but idols all the same. So Lord Jesus, help us today. Help us. Help us to rid ourselves of the smoke screen in order that we may once again be transformed, renewed, ultimately god drawn closer to you so lord we want to redeem the screen they're here to stay we want to redeem the screen help us to be more present and help us god to be closer to you so lord we come to you today offering our lives as living sacrifices we hand over our screens or we are heartily sorry for the ways in which god we have allowed those to take your place. So help us, God, this week as we become more present and as we become closer to our families, to our friends, and ultimately, God, to you. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.